Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. That's one of my favorite things to say, guys. I say it in my sleep now, but this is, hey, <laughs> John David, David, great to have you guys. You'll, I, I just typed it in right here. This is our 50th episode ever. So I've said that about 50 times in probably different inflections <laughs> and different ways, but I am excited for another episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. I'm excited for the 50th episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. Are you guys excited? Heck yeah. I'm excited. Congratulations, Always. guys. 50 episodes. What a milestone that is. That's, that tells us how much we love Disney. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> plain and simple. I remember we started back um, right before the pandemic, like literally a month or two before. If you go back and listen, and I did the other day to some of our first episodes, we were talking about, hey, this 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 virus and in China is kind of like it's shutting stuff down over there. It's never going to come here. Like, it, surely not. I cannot imagine ever. And then Shanghai Disney closed down. We're like, well, this, that's interesting, but still. And you kind of can hear the progression. of It's kind of eerie, to be honest with you. It's really interesting to watch. But that's how how long this has been since we've been doing this. David, now you get fond yeah, of that. I'm I, re- sure. I remember us talking about uh, when Shanghai closed, you know, if, if they close if they closed Disney World, we know it's bad. <laughs> I mean, and then I also remember us talking about uh, that if uh, if they opened it back up, would you go? Like, who who would go back? Like, who who would be able to feel good enough to go back into a crowd? You know, but I did. Yeah. I did go back. <laughs> yeah, well, that's funny. Really funny. Like what we did and what we wouldn't do, or how we would approach it. But at the very beginning, like I think I even I even commented. I was the one that's like. You know, now nobody's going to be there. Be really cheap. Yeah. I'm go- I'm, I, let's get our let's book our book our stuff now. This is perfect. And then no, <laughs> yeah. not knowing as bad as it would end up being, right? And um, it, it, it led to a lot of interesting episodes. We did quarantine editions where we actually unpacked some of the movies we saw, and that was a lot of fun. It was a, a terrible time, and we're glad it, we're kind of on the back end of it, but but um, also uh, a fun time for the podcast. Yes, it was. Then we had to take a little hiatus because we both got COVID. <laughs> That's true. I think so we've all had it. Now. We had we had a little break there. Yeah, all three of us had COVID. I, so actually, I think I can report accurately that Ramin has still not had COVID. Oh wow, he is that is the, crazy. Unless he didn't know, but um, he I talked to him not too long ago. We need to have him back. Um, to talk about some of these Marvel um movies that we're, he's seeing, but um, but he has not had. He's the only one of us that have avoided it. And has avoided it so far. What's That's interesting, crazy. the very, the very, do you remember our very first episode? What we, what we talked about? Well, we talked about an overview, but maybe the second episode. You remember what we were talking about? Uh, probably Disney Plus. No, well, no, it actually. Well, we may have mentioned that, but it wasn't the thrust. We were talking about your family had just taken a trip at New Year's. Oh, that's right. That's right. And you had all sort of you're blogging about that and you had all all the pictures and Disney in the park at New Year's pre pandemic. (laughs) That that is crazy. That was such a different like we we had no idea that trip. We were there part of December, part of January and that that was going to be so monumental. I'm glad we got it in because that was like, you know, the last time the parks were kind of like that they're just starting to get back like that now but where things everything's open and things are running like they were that that and it was so crowded i mean it was so packed i mean that's what to to think kept going back and go man i I wonder if the parks are ever that crowded again yeah i remember specifically you saying shoulder to shoulder almost miserable but if you want to go to magic kingdom they like would not let anyone else in they were at capacity and not like yes. now capacity where they don't have enough workers and but like capacity capacity right and, right. and y'all would because, go to Epcot it, for a little bit and then hopefully get in later. Yeah, we were there New Year's Eve. We were at Epcot in the morning and we were planning to go over and then they we heard the announcement that it was at capacity and nobody was coming in. But fortunately, a lot of people left after that. They did the fireworks early and a lot of people left and more people were able to get in. So y'all we, we did in. get it. That's, but it was really cool. it was it was so crowded. It, well, but those are some. I mean, it's New Year's Eve at Disney. I mean, Disney World. It was amazing. I encourage you guys and our listeners go back and listen to a couple of those early episodes. They're so much fun. They're like little little time capsules of the way things used to be, and um, and just sort of the it, the, the progression of 
is this a big deal? And then all of a sudden the world changes and it's, it's really kind of, kind of interesting and crazy, but all that to say 50 episodes, congrats guys. Great to, great to have you guys again, excited. And this is a good one because we've got some cool stuff to talk about today. Got some Disney news on the horizon. Um, I know we've all been watching lots of lots of things on Disney Plus, including new Marvel content. Doctor Strange just came out, so we got some episodes coming at you that I think you're all going to enjoy. So, John David, what's been new in your life? Last time we talked, you were taking finals. Um, are you still in the midst of that, or is that behind you? It's behind me, which I am. I'm so so happy about it. Was, it's been a crazy crazy two weeks. Um, so finally, on the the end of it. Still a little, little tired and, uh, you know, looking at the results of everything, but happy to be here. This is what I love to do is talk about Disney with you guys. Uh, so I'm excited for today, for sure. Fantastic. Now, you actually – so you you went to the park again. Have you been again? We talked about you had gotten your your um, pass holder – yeah, so, so I had finals. Did you get it? Yeah, so in the finals, in the midst of all the finals on the, the craziness, uh, I'm an annual pass holder, so I was able to, to snag that Cosmic Rewind uh, annual pass preview for the ride. Um, so literally it was two days ago. Uh, my wife, actually, she was going on an international trip, so we were trying to get her ready. But I really wanted to go to see this Cosmic Rewind uh, you know, preview date. So I drove up to Orlando let's say it was two days ago. So that, that would have been Monday, Monday morning, drove up, rode the ride at Epcot and then Im- immediately drove back. Uh, but it was definitely worth it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be able to really break it down with you guys and to uh, really analyze the ride. That's cool. Cause I remember we had talked yep. about, you got the, the pat, the, the thing to go, the preview thing, but you couldn't get a reservation. So did you get that? You got that worked out? So, okay. So that was the scary part was I was like, this, let's go. Like, I'm finally going to be able to go to a preview day. Like this is like one of the cool parts of being an annual pass holder that they still have of having these preview days. Um, Cause the ride doesn't officially open until, until May 27th. So unless you have one of these special previews, you can't write it yet. Um, and definitely you're gonna have to wait way longer than I had to wait. Um, so I really wanted to do it. I got it, then got the confirmation email. Hey, congratulations, you got this ticket. Just so you know, it has to be paired with a reservation to the park. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go make a reservation real quick and go. And literally, because people were expecting it, at least on the annual pass side, people were expecting the preview day to come out. So literally every day at Epcot specifically, it was sold out um, at Epcot for reservations. So literally, I was like, well, there goes that chance. But I worked hard at it literally every morning and every night. I checked it. And um, I think it was a couple of weeks before um, they opened up the, the preview, you know, reservation about a month before the actual date. And it was about two weeks. Uh, I was looking at it one night and it had availability and I got to snag it. Um, so I was really excited that it, that it did work out. Well, I'm there were probably you- people. There were probably people who had made park reservations that didn't get the preview. I mean, cause I, I tried to get, I tried with the D 23 previews to see if I could get that. I mean, they were gone like fast. I mean, it was over yeah. so quick, which I thought was interesting by Disney of, okay, why don't you just, if you get a preview day, it's paired with a reservation because obviously you have an annual pass. Um, but then also you get into the, there's different levels of annual passes where you've got the, uh, the, the pixie pass and you've got the sorcerer's pass and they all have different blackout dates and, you know, weekend availabilities. So that was another aspect where I was like, Oh gosh, well that's a whole nother aspect. Um, but all I have to say is I got to go and wow, I enjoyed it. All right. All right. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear about this. David, too. Uh, David and I have both like been curious about what this ride is like. And we both looked at stuff online and reviews and I've heard some other, um, people that got sneak peeks kind of take their takes on it. But we want to hear it from, from you specifically who went first. Um, let, let me ask you this too. Is it the ride now open to the general public or are we still in a, in a preview phase? And we're still in a preview, preview phase. So it'll be the end of this month after that. March 20, I mean, May, May, May 27th. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So after that okay. date, uh, which it, they've already announced, it's going to be automatically virtual queue, um, which it was how they started Rise of Resistance and Remy's Ratatouille, which is this new thing that Disney's doing, where instead of right when they open that line, people are going to have to wait in five hour long lines. It's a, you get in the park or however they're doing it, 
Um, you get on your phone, you enter that virtual queue, and then they give you a time slot to come and then wait in line. Um, a lot of people gotcha. have, have different preferences. Um, I've enjoyed it uh, for Remy's Ratatouille because it was it was easier to get that queue. Rise of Resistance was the first one they did it. Um, so there were a lot of modifications where um, at first they did it to you had to get into the park. And it was once you get in the park, you click the button. So you had people like, you know, elbowing, trying to get into the park, getting there two hours before the park opened. And that was a little hectic. Um, but now they've changed it to... Um, at that 7 a.m. time, um, you can get in the queue. Um, so they've done some different things. Um, it, it's all changing with technology and things like that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the feedback that Co- Cosmic Rewind gets with the virtual queue. So who all? what all retractions still have a virtual queue? None. Um, they, None? Even Remy's? No, yeah, they took it away for Remy's now. You, you just wait in line. Um, so... The idea is that for something new that has high demand, it's probably a better way to disperse things. Um, so it's not necessarily like the way of the future, which we, we had speculated on in other podcasts when this was introduced. Yeah, but Dustin, um, it's pretty similar to Volcano Bay, which you said you liked, right? Where instead of having to wait in a line at your you know water park all day, you just get your time and you go hang out at the Blazy River and you come back, right? So, I mean, I like it. I mean, I'd, I'd prefer to do that. Um, and have a time slot, at least for those new attractions. Is it separate from Genie Plus? Yes. Yeah, you'll have to pay for it. You'll have to pay for it out. It's like a, an a la carte. For the virtual queue? I thought so. I think that's just the lightning lane. I think right when they introduce it, you can ride it for free um, for that virtual queue. I'm okay. pretty sure. Um, it's once they change okay. it to lightning lane that you have that time that you pay for, which is like Rise of Resistance right now. Okay, I thought that was going to be a paid-for ride because I heard people comparing the price and saying it would probably be about the same price as a as Rise of Resistance, like well, fifteen dollars. You extra know, that is person. interesting. I mean, they could they could implement it to um, it also has a lightning lane with the virtual queue, so maybe they have a paid option and then a a virtual queue. Um, that would be that's, prob- that's probably it. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. That's, I bet that's what it is. The only thing I like the virtual queue a lot. I, I just want to. I, I, I hate that with like with Rise when it first came out, you might not get it. You could have come all the way to the park and not ride. I I wish that they could just say everybody can ride it once, but you can only ride it once. But if, if you want to stand in line, you can, but you can only ride it once. And they could do it with the band and you would just that would that would you know, that way everybody at least got a turn and didn't get turned away after coming, you know, hours to the park and they can't get in. Well, this is the biggest the biggest news of all is the opening of this ride and kind of everybody sneaking out because this has been highly anticipated. They've been working on and, this and promising this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, like five years. The people, this has been four or five years that people have been talking about this and how long it took it. I mean, they built they built Disneyland faster than they built this one ride. So that's crazy. Pretty pretty amazing. So it's is taken this a long time. now the the pro, the premier attraction in Epcot? Is this the biggest attraction in Epcot? It's definitely the biggest thrill ride. Um, that was a, so. I was talking to some other pen, annual pass holders in line of, you know, what do we think? Like you're an uh, you, you're an annual pass holder. You've lived in Florida. You know, is Epcot your favorite park and stuff like that? Uh, because of course, people have kind of always viewed Epcot of okay, if you want food, if you kind of want to shop, go to Epcot. Um, so this is a very new dynamic bringing in this thrill ride, um, which I think everyone's kind of having positive feedback of. It's great. There's finally, if you have kids or if you have those people in your party who specifically want thrill rides, you know, with Test Track, I mean, Test Track is great. Um, it's, a, it's a fun ride, but it's as a result of it being the only other thrill-ish ride at Epcot, it always has a very long line. Um, so everybody's pretty happy about it. Um, so great. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, we want to hear all about it. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm just sitting here in my mind thinking, do I want to like ask David first, like what the reviews and the, <laughs> that he's, he's kind of seen and then kind of what you think that might be a, a good strategy to go about? Or do we just want John Davis to tell us all about it? I mean, let's talk about expectations. I mean, I know we've talked a lot about Universal, how, okay, Universal has Hagrid's now, uh, Velocicoaster. These are great innovations to the roller coaster thrill ride. You know, what's Disney's uh, response going to be? What are they doing right now? Um, 
So I know we were kind of talking about there's a little bit of pressure here that this does have to, you know, show up. Um, I mean, like you said, that it's been, they've been working on it for five years. I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David. David, what have you seen? Have you have you seen? Have your reviews been like outstanding, universally like on praise, or has it been mixed, or what have you seen? Well, I mean, yeah, from the even from the cast previews that they were doing, people were saying great things about it. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm so glad John David got to go. Uh, from the, the the media that I've watched, the social media things, everybody's been really positive. I mean, I think there's a camp of people that are older that didn't you know don't want to see ip coming into the parks especially epcot uh and why why is marvel coming into epcot that's but that's a whole reimagining of epcot so if you didn't want epcot to change you know you're probably like going i don't like this you know even even if you like the ride you're like i wish it was at hollywood studios instead of at epcot but it you know i i do remember going with even when we had kids, uh, people that complained about the IP and things, but man, our kids didn't enjoy Epcot when they, when they were little. I mean, they wanted to be at Magic Kingdom. If the, if Frozen Ever After had been there when my kids were little, the girls would have been like, "Oh, we get to do this." They were just, you know, if Guardians had been there, it would have given us a a roller coaster. Just things like that. That uh, you know, I'm glad I'm glad they're getting some things like that that are going to give more options at the park but I, I understand why people that don't like you know marvel coming into epcot i can see where they're coming from but it's like if if the attractions are good i know i'm going to want to ride them so i can and and i know the imagineers worked really hard to make a, a backstory that's really good that's why why peter quill and guardians are you know how they're connected to epcot so you know they've worked it's not just a a guardian's coaster they've tried they've worked really hard to tie it tie the story in so so you're yeah. in the camp that you, you don't think you're you're fine with this and the more attractions the better and let's make epcot a place you're fine with that well i mean man i wish that i wish that the original vision of epcot what it was could have just been improved and improved but they've let so many things go that i mean something's got to come in there. I mean, right. I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, when you're, you're sad to see something like universe of energy go, I mean, but my kids didn't love it. I mean, ki- you know, young kids, you see the dinosaurs and the rest of it. And it, it was, it was wearing out. Things have to either be fixed or, you know, th- there are a lot of things that even at, at like carousel of progress, it's iconic, but it needs to be worked on. Like it needs you know, it needs repairs. It needs you know, updates just to yeah. keep it looking good. Or things start getting to the point where they have to be replaced. Because sure. and I think they've clearly out. they've made a choice. We're going to update Epcot. Yeah. It's going to be a destination oh, yeah. for families, and that that is exciting. Would you say this? The reviews you were referring to is there? There a curmudgeonly kind of group that didn't want it in there, doesn't think it should be in there, that are a little more like like jaded kind of like a little more um subdued in their s- reviews of the of the ride do you think that taints the the process well, a little I, bit almost almost everybody i know that's in that camp uh still like the ride okay I mean, they still said people are going to love this it's it's just like something you got to accept it's it's okay. changed and it's it's not going back so well, yeah. I've seen generally positive reviews. Also, I haven't heard yet, and I haven't. I, I say I watched a few reviews. Like I've looked a little bit. I haven't like been scouring the internet for it. I haven't heard superlatives. Like I, I haven't heard just the the gushing of like you. I, and you told me you had. There is one or two reviewers that were that definitely that. Um, so I that's what I, I I'm excited for many reasons. One, thrill ride in Epcot. Two, it's Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy, some incredible um, characters, and 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 I, I think Disney. If we, I, I've talked a lot about Universal Studios because we just went there. It, Disney probably uh, is missing thrill rides comparatively to their competitors down the road, right? So right, they need right. something to attract teenagers, and they need something to. And I'm hopeful, and we're about to find out from JD, who's going to answer all this for us, that we're going to get that from this. So, JD. Walk us through before you tell us what you thought, or I don't know, do it however you want. But walk us through the ride. Tell us all about the ride. 
Yeah, I, I was trying to the experience. I'm going to walk you through just the experience of Epcot because I do want to. We, we were just really talking about Epcot there, and I want to brag about it because um, the last trip, the last big trip, me and Dad did. We went to Epcot. I remember being a little bit disappointed because they have so much going on right now. They've got a lot of stuff blocked off and just walls everywhere because there's so much construction. Um, so this was the first time where I feel like I got out of that first phase of, okay, things are starting to be done. Um, so before getting to ride the ride, I walked through this new walkway area with, with a couple of new shops and um, Connections Cafe, uh, which is this new restaurant hangout area, which is just like this huge, modern, sleek, like looking room with like a Starbucks and a food area and um, like tables that you can just sit your phone on and it charges without any cord and stuff like that, which is just like really cool, modern, you know, updated. I mean, when we think about Epcot, experimental prototype community of tomorrow, like this is what it's all supposed to be about. Um, it's a, another reminder about all the people who are like, you know, it's Epcot. You're not supposed to really have thrill rides. This is completely separate from World Showcase. So you're not really in the countries. This is kind of like a futuristic, you know, feeling modern area. Um, so I enjoyed getting to walk through that. Um, and about the ride, I was excited to ride the ride. Um, I really wanted to, to do it. But what I really wanted to experience was this annual pass preview day. I've talked about it <laughs> of, okay, this is a really cool opportunity where I can go to, a, you know, they have the signs special event and i get to walk uh, over there you know like you, the you, hook hook up, up, man. you know it's like it's so cool to be kind of be in that group of okay finally like you know annual pass there's something special that i feel like a you know a, a next tier of disney fan um so a little nerdy like okay fun like i've got my email my magic band ready um so really cool and, and um, this whole podcast why i love disney that's why i love disney is to be surrounded by people who are just passionate about you know what they love um, and to go in an event like this where you're surrounded in line with people who are just giddy about riding a ride, um, it's just a special thing. Um, so I was on, I was completely by myself so I could really just kind of be in my thoughts and watch people be excited. Um, so really excited before I really get into the ride. Um, so I guess first thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about the best way to go about it because uh, – Walk well, us through. Take us, it? take us, walk it up, walking up to the ride. Yeah. Like, what do you see? Was, what do you, what's the experience? Go, sorry, David, go ahead. Was it, and was it crowded? How, what was your, uh, what was your experience like crowd wise? Okay. So a little take two for any listeners who are annual pass holders, if they ever do this, make sure. So my time slot, you literally get a 30 minute time slot to ride this ride. Mine was 1130 to 12. Um, I literally got in line at 1130. Like I was like, there was already a, a pre-line forming for their time slot. I like squeezed in right when it happened. When I got off the ride, um, it was like a middle of a time period and the line went back like to the middle of the park. Like it was crazy, which I don't even know that there was that many annual pass holders, let alone for that like 30 minute time period. I was like, are you kidding me? That it was like a two, it was an easy two hour pre-line before even getting like into the actual line, um, which is, wow. and like people were posting about it. And when I saw it, I was like, goodness, I'm happy. I was, you know, right when it happened. Um, but so yeah, you kind of get wait in this pre-line and then you get to the actual line and they've got this really cool, you know, guardians of the galaxy ship that people have been posting everywhere. Um, where it's this big starship that you're always like, you're already looking at. It. And that was my first positive that I want to talk about. I've got a list of positive and a very short list of, of negatives. Um, but my first positive is great things to look at when you're in the line. That's a, a big thing that I'm always talking about with Disney is, okay, Disney, you know people are going to be waiting in lines. Um, that's just a, an aspect of Disney um, please put some things that I can look at and that I can admire. Uh, and there, it was just full of fun videos of, of, Hey, this is the story. Go ahead and get immersed. Um, here's some starships. Here's some cool music. Here's a, a screen that are like a huge screen playing, um, on the ceiling with, um, you know, different things playing that you can just look at and you can, and you can watch and it goes with the story and you're getting immersed. And I got a lot of pictures and videos on that that um, was just really cool. Um, so that was my first positive of it's going to be timeless of, okay, if this is going to be 
a two hour long wait, at least I'm gonna have something to look at. Um, first positive, so great, great points you on like that. The queue. Yeah, love the queue. queue. What's it like? What's the talk us through? Like, what is that queue? Like, are there is it is it like hallways you're going down? Is there any of the what do you call the thing where you wind back and forth? The turn back, switch back, switch, switch back, back. Yeah, any of that stuff going on? There's a little bit of that. Um, the the theme is very futuristic. Um, it, it, I kept getting like Space Mountain vibes, but if they did it right, it's not just a big dark alleyway where you're going straight and then you're looping. There's things to look at. Like I said, there is one um, a loop, but it's in a big circle room, and the ceiling is literally like a, a show, like a, a woman okay. talking, and she's talking about you know the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you know again getting you in, in the mood for what the ride. Um, I'm trying to think through it. Let me pull out my pictures so I can really tell you guys the details. There looked like there was so much to see that if there's not a line, you're just walking past it all. You 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 want to see everything, but you know you you really can't because you're zipping right through. A lot of the, a lot of the media, a lot of the media preview, they were going through, and of course there's no lines, so they're trying to take pictures of everything as they go, but. It was pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. Which I was lucky because it was other annual pass holders, so they were taking pictures. So nobody was. It wasn't harsh feelings if you stopped for a moment to snap a pic. Um, but yeah, so it, it really is just super futuristic. Lots to look at. Wrapping around. Great AC. I was. I didn't feel you know hot or anything like that, which is another great thing. Uh, I was joking with uh, the people around me how how good it smelled. It just smelled new. <laughs> we're all like. Take it in because we don't know how long, <laughs> how long this is going to last. Or it just felt you can almost smell like the new paint and stuff like that. Um, which again, you just it's those little details that you're just kind of geek about when there's a new thing. Um, so you get through the line, and there's a pre-show. So there's a little pre-show scene, um, which you can easily look up on YouTube. There's you know thousands of videos probably already of people uh, posting those. Uh, it's fun. Uh, I, I like having a pre-show because it's a line to the pre-show. And then, you know, people say, oh, of course, there's more line after the pre-show. But I like it because it breaks it up. Um, it's really entertaining. It's fun. It's got some special, um, you know, smoke and mirrors to make you look one way. And then something happens. And then you get really excited. Um, so really cool. I would definitely encourage anybody to look up the videos of that. Um, do you guys have any questions of, of anything about the pre-show? Um, hey, I hear I I know that there's a, a special effect when they transport you. You know, there's a transport and and the you go from one place to another. They say people gasp. Did you hear people gasp? I mean, everybody kind of cheered in my group. I mean, it was a little bit of a gasp, okay. but it's like the classic. Okay, everybody look at this. Everybody look at this. Dark. Okay, and then another corner of the room lights up, and then of course no one's looking in the dark corner. So it was really cool. I mean, again, we were yeah. all geeking out. Um, really creative, really fun. Um, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy get on the screen in the preview, and you get the story set for what's going to happen and why they are trying to do what they're doing. Um, and then you wait in a little bit more of a line, and you finally start to see the ride. And there's they actually have two tracks. It's kind of like that same Thunder Mountain feel where you get to the bottom, and there's you can go left or right which is nice that they've got two options because it's more people going through. Um, and I think that's about all the notes I had for the, the pre-show, the line. And then... How long did you wait? Was it like 20 minutes? You were kind of straight through? Yeah, it was pretty straight through. It was like 20, maybe 30 minutes. Okay. Um, okay. So there was a little bit of a wait, but also there was like the pre-show and things like that. Um so not, not bad at all. Again, I, I would have almost liked to wait a little bit longer so I could see everything. I feel like I, I, it happened so fast. Um, so, yeah, great. Again, I th it makes me excited for the future of waiting in, in the line because I'm like, well, this is nice. At least it's like even with Remy's Ratatouille, I remember me and Dad waited in a, a pretty long line, and it was like, gosh, they've got cool details, but no screens, no you know sh little show things to look at. No, and a, a huge a, a huge part of Remy's line is outside, and it is a switchback, and it was long, it was really long. I mean, once you get in, it's okay, but I mean, there was a lot of line outside. So mm. that and a lot like, Rise of Resistance can have a lot of line outside. 
And these were open rooms too. So I remember in, like Remy's, it's a closed hallway. So you just feel like it's taking longer because um, you're just staying in the same little hallway. Uh, but this is open with things to always look at, uh, which is great. Again, already got points on the board for that before I even rode the ride. Um, but so let's get to the actual ride because that was the yeah, that yeah. was the, the fun part. Uh, gosh, I was just so excited. So another cool thing was I literally sat. So the, the cart is um, like two, two, and then you've got your own little cart, and it's two, two, and it goes back, I think, to nine. Um, which so four, four, pe- four people per car. Yeah, technically. Okay, right? So, yeah, yeah, so you've got that. Uh, the cool aspect, I literally sat next to this woman. Who I was like, have you rode this ride before? And she was like, oh, yeah, this is my seventh time. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a cast member. Uh, so I got to do a, a cast member preview day. Uh, and she was like, it's like, she was like, it's the best. You're going to love it. So she was already getting me hyped up. She actually said <laughs> that the back, I think she said the ninth row was the best spot. Like next time I ride it, maybe ask a cast member or try and get closer to the back, which I was like, interesting that the back is better, which I was like, why? But I've then heard- after riding it, it made sense. What'd you hear done? I've heard, I've heard the back, the front, and the middle. <laughs> Just depending on, I've heard definitely like if you're, uh, if you're motion sick, I think they said maybe the middle is best. I mean, the middle, the middle, you, apparently you see more, but you get a different perspective being in the front and the back. I think anytime you're in the back, there's a different pull of a, you know, roller coasters. Just there's a different force when you're in the back. And some people like to be in front, but I heard all three were different yeah so the reason i thought that which was i was like why would the the back be better for this and it's because literally from the start you shoot backwards like you don't go forward you literally your whole car shoots backwards so then so that's where the g-force comes in of you know i was wondering why are people saying maybe don't eat a big meal before riding this ride it's because it shoots back and if you guys have ridden expedition everest you know when it goes backwards and it's like slopes up you feel the most G force in the back because it's like, it's like shooting you more into your chair. And you, so for some reason you feel it more in the back because you're leading it from the back. Um, so I was in the front, so I was in the front car, the second row. So I didn't feel a ton of G force, but I could still feel it even in the front. Um, but again, what a way to start. I've never heard of another attraction literally starting shooting backwards, which I don't know why I wasn't thinking about it. So it caught me off guard, uh, right when it started. Um, but it was, I mean, so then, so, okay. So it shoots out, it shoots out into like this really big open, you know, space, like huge room. It's like, it's literally like space mountain, you know, like right when you shoot up in the space mountain. So it's like, Oh my gosh. I just remember saying like, wow, like, wow, look at this. Cause it's, it's all the, like the cool, fun, you know, wow aspects of space mountain of i don't know where i'm going right from the start but then it's just so smooth it's so smooth and you, you just have the, like a, the restraint is a lap bar but it's really secure so you feel completely secure but also you don't feel restricted which is nice um but yeah you shoot out and uh i mean just from the start you you just kick going and then your music starts playing um, I need. I should. I should have a list up of all the the songs. Dad, do you know all the songs? Yeah, the songs. The songs are uh, uh, "One Way or Another" by Blondie, "September," "Everybody Wants to Rule the World," "Disco Inferno," "Congo," and "Iran." So great soundtracks. Which that's another positive <laughs> that I kind of want to talk about. My song was "Iran." Uh, which was fun. I, I know that song. So it, it was, it was already upbeat, you know, and that's another aspect like rock and roller coaster of this crazy, you know, song while you're, you know, flying through the air. Um, that's another positive uh, of, wow. It's so fun to think the next time I write it, it could be different, um, which is cool. Uh, great idea uh, that Disney had. So, yeah, so you're flying backwards the crazy part about this ride is you're fine. You're, you're swirling around like this, but then your car does this crazy thing of it turns. So you're literally like, I'm facing you guys. Like if you guys were the center of the circle, I would be going around you like this, but I would stay locked in. 
So you're just like, you're twirling around, but your car is spinning to what they want you to see. But it made this crazy smooth feeling of like gliding, you know, on your side, like you're gliding on your side, which is like, wow, wow. I can't think of yeah. as a part of a roller coaster. You've never experienced that sensation of swooping on your side, you know, right? Um, which is really interesting, yeah. really fun. Um, again, I just remember like, wow, like this is insane. Yeah. And you're and you're going fast, too. You're going really fast. Yeah. The Imagineers refer to it as an omni coaster, uh, like rides like uh, Haunted Mansion. They're, they're, that that ride system is called an omni mover, and now they've called this omni coaster because the omni mover was they could uh, turn the car however they wanted you to, you know, whatever they want you to see. And so now they've they've applied that to a roller coaster. Do, are there yeah. any other roller coasters that exist like this? Like, are there in other places? Are there any comparable types of tracks? I think this is, I thought this was the original. I mean, to me, it's a little bit similar to uh, Harry Potter Forbidden Journey where you're on a moving, but that's not really a roller coaster. It's, right. it's, but it's, it's, you know, it's a little more, that's more intense than Honda Mansion as far as an, as far as the vehicle, because it's, it's, it's spinning, but it's also inverting and doing other things at the same time. Awesome. That sounds really cool. That kind of sliding feature where you're turning into the turn two ways. That's besides besides Space Mountain, what other attractions? Because I've heard I've heard it's like a combo of Space Mountain and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I've heard Space Mountain and Thunder Mountain. Uh, I've heard Space Mountain and Rockin' Roller Coaster. Like all these comparisons, which which did it remind you mostly of? Yeah, I would put it on a scale of definitely Space Mountain. I mean, that's just like the big open dark room. Um, that's definitely Space Mountain. Thrill-wise, I would put it probably closest to Dwarfs, maybe a little bit more maybe, but probably pretty close to Dwarfs. I, that's what I put in my notes literally right as I was exiting. All the best aspects of Space Mountain, but with the smoothness of Dwarfs and with that thrill level. Um, which I mean, when you're looking at those, that combo, I mean, that is a great combination. Um, yeah, I, but one of the other things that seems really good about this is it's, it's the longest roller coaster. It's the longest indoor roller coaster where something the the seven dwarfs is designed for families with children. I mean, if it were longer, you would have some kids that would probably have you know, some anxiety, some meltdowns, then that's their first roller coaster. They're going to keep it a minute and a half. But this one, is it three and a half minutes? I think so. I that's what I was trying to look up to get the exact um, time length. Which when, when, when Tron opens, it's like a minute 30. I mean, it's very short. So this is, this is like double the length of Tron, I think. This actually says, wow, four, this actually says four minutes, which that is. Yeah, I heard it. That was definitely one of the things they said that was a record. It was the it's the the longest indoor roller coaster in the world. Well, it wow. flew by. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, it f- yeah, not just in America. It's just so that makes it well worth. If you know you're going to stand in line an hour and a half to know, hey, this isn't for a two minute. I think that's one thing that people a lot of times with Seven Dwarfs, you're going, is this worth the a, an hour long line. I mean, great if I can get in there for 40 minutes, but two hours, we've seen lines for, t- for doors for two hours before. And that's, that's a, that's a lot of time for two minutes. Yeah. Or less. Yeah. Did it, did it feel like it, did it feel like it was a long ride did, or did it just feel like it was over so fast? It felt like it was over fast, but that was just because of the anticipation of, okay, I woke up this morning and drove two and a half hours. You know, I, I want to be in this moment as much as possible. Um, but I definitely didn't have that same feeling of every time I ride rock and roller coaster, I'm like, wow, like it's over, it's over already. I definitely didn't have that feel. Um, cool. So, I mean, riding it a couple more times, I probably wouldn't, you know, be like, okay, that was really quick. Um, but just again, so much going on. So you got to remember while you're doing all this spinning and you're writing, there's also a story going on of, you know, the guardians are trying to, you know, defeat this celestial, um, and stuff like that, which that is my only negative, um, that I really put in my notes. Um, besides 
we've talked about it a little bit of it just being primarily all screens based. There weren't any animatronics or any breakthrough in technology on that end. Um, which again, it's like, I say that with a grain of salt because there's no complaints about it really because it was such a great ride. Um, but my only like tidbit of after I rode it is I could tell you all about the experience of how it felt, um, and how smooth it was, but I really couldn't tell you a lot about the story. If you ask me right now, okay, what's the storyline of once you're on the ride, like what happens? I'm just so like, there's music blaring in my ears. There's stuff going on, you know, you're shooting and you're spinning, um, I wish there was almost a little bit more of a pause when I was supposed to see something. And again, that might honestly be because I was on the front car. Um, I could have maybe not has, had a, as much time to really look at a screen. Um, but I did put in my notes, uh, interesting story, but ride goes too fast to really understand once you're on the ride. Um, you know, which is just like, okay, you can't really have it all. Um, but I do remember when riding Hagrid's, it's zooming and it's flying, but it did have some pauses of, okay, here's something to look at. Here's this character. Look at, look at it, <laughs> you know? Right. Well, and that was the, uh, that was another question I had when uh, we talked before about you guys going, both of you now have been to Universal recently and rode Hagrid's and you rode Velocicoaster and then Disney's coming out with this new, Co coaster i would i wondered how it was going to compare that i think the thing when it's I, i'll bring up the animatronics quite a bit but it's not just the animatronics it's the it's the sets it's that feeling of i'm not watching just a screen i'm i'm in a i'm in an environment in fact i've heard several people say some of the best moments in this ride in this new ride is when you you go around a planet and the plant the moon and the moon's real it's not it's not a projection it's a it's a, it's a it's real, a real moon. object. It's a real moon. <laughs> it's a, but it, it is a simulation of the moon that makes you feel like you're going around the moon, but it's not a, it's not a, and so, I mean, that with Hagrid's, that's one of the, the cool things is you're getting the sets, you're getting the environment, you're getting animatronics, you're getting the thrill. Of course, this one's in the dark, but I mean, those, that was to me was the bar. I mean, of it's, I'm not comparing, uh, guardians to just everything else at disney i'm going does it live up to these two great attractions that are down the road and I, I, that was that was really fun to hear a lot of people uh so excited because it didn't feel like oh no disney dropped the ball they didn't they didn't rise up to the universe how did you feel did did you feel equally as excited on this ride as you did on hackers and velocicoaster yeah rate it for us yeah, so that was that was one of the first questions McKay asked me. It was like, you know, one out of ten, where would you put it? Um, and that's so hard to do. I will say, I mean, Cosmic Rewind, it's authentically Disney. I mean, it makes you say, okay, how I feel. Not really, I mean, it's like a, a, a different kind of feel. It's an emotional, you know, you feel immersed. Um, that's like, okay, I know Disney's probably never going to come out with a Velocicoaster where it's shooting me in the air and spinning me around. Because that's not like that's not who they are. They're they're a entertainment uh, immersion. Uh, you know, we want you to feel like you're immersed in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and on that scale, right. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, I felt immersed. I felt like it was real. I felt like I was trying to escape and do all these things. So that's where it gets hard to really say, okay, one out of ten. So it's like, okay, well, what's the ten? Um, would it be Rise of Resistance? Would it be? rock and roller coaster you know when you put on different scales of thrill and show and experience um that's why it's tough and i know like we had a lot of people who were rating it um say this is the best ride i've ever ridden you know disney's done it you know the best yeah, thing yeah. ever i think there's three class you could uh, you know, let's, let's do it as far as attractions just things to ride then like as a coaster rate it there for what you like you know and then maybe like uh just you know, there's different ways. You're, I, I hear what you're saying. It's really hard to compare apples to apples and and isolate. But just like of all the Disney attractions out there, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, I, I, a big factor that I play into, which it's totally opinionated, because a big factor to me is rewritability. Can I ride yeah, yeah. this over and over again mm -hmm. and have just as much fun um, and stuff like that? So, okay, so putting that into 
um, you know, consideration, putting thrill in the consideration, putting story. I mean, this is a, a pretty unique ride where it has everything, which is special. Um, again, if, a critique of Universal is it doesn't have all of those aspects. It might just have one, maybe just two. So, you know, I've thought about it a little bit. Um, for this ride, if I was saying, okay, attraction, you know, what would I scale, one to ten? I would probably put it around, you know, and for me, my preference, just so people know what my scale is, when I think about my favorite attraction, it's Rise of Resistance because it's just like mm-hmm. this, it's got a little okay. bit of everything. So a Rise of Resistance for scale would probably be like a 9.5. I probably wouldn't give anything a 10 because there's always room for something to grow. Um, I like the way you think. So that being 9.5, um, comparing it to that, I would probably put it around um, 8.3. Um, really liked it, really enjoyed it, maybe 8.5. Um, of just so it's out there. Yeah, I mean something. I mean it's unique because I feel like I could ride it with anybody in my family. Um, you know, if you enjoy any sort of thrill, anybody can ride this. There's not really any like like scary like okay, this is too much. Um, but it definitely doesn't feel kiddie. It doesn't feel like okay, this could be faster. Um, it's got a great show, a great pre-show, um, great music. And so what I scale high about it is the music aspect of, okay, the woman who I talked to, who was the cast member, she said she had written it um, six or seven times. And there was, she told me, I still haven't heard this song and this song and this song. So she was almost like trying to get all of the experiences. So that tells me there's something more special about coming back and writing it again. Um, I feel like I could write it multiple times and still see things that I didn't see the first time, which I like. Um, again, and just so smooth, um, no matter what kind of park day you want to ride where it's like, okay, I just kind of want to enjoy being, you know, relaxed. Or if you say, okay, I want to ride some roller coasters, this would be a great ride to ride regardless, uh, which again is a special thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's like my, okay, I've thought about it for a couple of days. Um, I'm really interested to see how it lasts, you know, seeing Remy's Ratatouille, um, you look at the app right now, it's probably sitting at a, a 40, maybe 50 minute wait, um, which I really liked Remy's, but I think that's pretty low for how new it is. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of see how it goes. Uh, but I really liked it. Good job, Disney. Yeah. Well, I definitely think, I mean, the good thing about a roller coaster is always a good experience. I mean, if and if you go, I mean, we're fans, so I could go, I can ride Spaceship Earth. I can do living with the land. I can go through these things and I, there's always a nostalgia, but if, you know, there, there are a lot of people that do those things one time and they're like, well, I did it. But that's the good thing about a coaster. It's like, it's, it's, it's a little bit different every time. Plus you've got all these things to watch. I mean, how did it, what about motion sickness and uh, things like that? Do you think it was something you could ride more than once if, if the lines weren't long or would it would it make you sick? Because I've, I've heard a lot of people say if you're motion sickness uh, inclined, that because you're spinning and you're on a roller coaster and you're watching screens, that that's a lot for your brain to to process. So how did how did it feel? I felt great right after riding it, and then when I was walking to my car, I was like, you know what? I kind of feel something right now. Like I feel a little bit of you know whatever. It, it could have been because I woke up early or whatever. Um, I don't know if I could honestly hop off and then hop right on, which that would never happen. I mean, very rarely if you could just hop on a ride, you know? So, I mean, take granted, okay, let's say a best case scenario, I hop off the ride into a 30 or 40 minute wait. Um, I could definitely, I, there's no problem with the idea of that to me. Um, but again, I was probably in a, a, a low G force, um, spot, but again, I would definitely recommend to the people who we, we read about don't don't put a space 220 uh, meal right before it um and especially if you have like right. a lightning lane where you know okay i'm about to eat this big meal and hop on i, I wouldn't do that uh, i definitely wouldn't do that probably well you know we talked in i think it was our last uh episode we talked about getting sick on rise and i wondered if anybody ever got you know how often they have to clean a ride at disney as opposed to universal yeah. Uh, because they don't have as many thrill rides, but here we have something now that spins and it's moving around. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but I did hear somebody, I, I was hearing a lot of people say, don't eat, don't eat. And then they actually, they're actually say you need to have a little something 
like uh, astronauts recommend that you eat a banana. That's a good stabilizer, but don't don't go into space on an empty stomach. They, so that might be that might be something small and bland. <laughs> so smooth though. I mean, I'm so excited for when you guys get to experience it because it, it, it is seriously you you you're gliding. You know, I mean, so good. Yeah. So is it, would you put it in the top tier of Disney attractions for you, like kind of must-see, not just because it's new, but like I'll I'll drop everything we got to get over there and ride this if we got one day in the park, right? One day in the parks. Well, that's, I mean, that's another. You're hesitating. You're hesitating. You're hesitating. You're hesitating. I'm, I'm looking at your face. Well, so, I mean, again, it's like, okay, so you're going to Epcot, you know? So I'm thinking through, if I was going to Animal Kingdom and I'm looking at Flight of Passage, I'm like, okay, we're, we're doing Flight of Passage. You've got to do Flight of Passage. It's like a, a really good ride and like, a okay, this is a breakthrough. This literally, it's just like a, it's hard to really put in the words, but I mean, it's the same thing with Rise of Resistance of if you go to any other amusement park, you know, they might have a simulation or a show or something like this, but you know, you go on Rise, you've got people literally telling you to get in line or it feels like they're going to literally yell at you, you know, which is just like, okay. A, okay, where can you get that? And then you're hopping on a, mm-hmm. you know, a different kind of, you know, it's just a whole different experience. So, um, Cosmic Rewind, you know, if I'm saying, okay, you've got one day, you're going to Epcot, you've got all this, uh, maybe you only have a couple of hours. Uh, you know, I, it's definitely high up there. Uh, it's definitely high up there. I probably wouldn't put it on the tier of Flight of Passage and Rise of Resistance, but it's like, I mean, it's like right there. Right there. I got you. Well, that was the thing I, too. Like, we'll, Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I agree. That sounds like a good assessment from what I've seen, especially, especially if you've been to, if you go to the parks a lot and, uh, or even if it's your first time and you just know you like thrill rides, I mean, you gotta, you gotta check it out because there's really nothing else like it, which there, you know, in the original, uh, plans, you know, there's about going back, there was supposed to be a, in Japan, there's a, there was going to be a roller coaster. I mean, they're, you know, it's just taken them a long time <laughs> to get these things uh, finally there. But it needs it what? needs it needs some thrill. Like, even back in the 50s, after they created Disneyland, they they, you know, within four years, they created the Matterhorn because they were like, we got to have we got to have some kind of a thrill ride. So, well, that's fascinating. Now we have that we have the mountains. We have Thunder and Space Mountain. You could probably say Splash Mountain is a thrill ride. And yep. we have we have we have this right. The, the, those are the th- and may, would those be the thrill the the thrill rides? Or who am I forgetting? Like a thrill? I know rise well, like, and flight of passage. Or you've got Tower of Terror and Rock okay, and Roll. Okay, that's right. Rock and Roll Coaster. Yes. Yes. yes, correct. Hollywood Studios has just really changed the game. I mean, Hollywood Studios is the place to go for thrill rides because you have Slinky Dog um, over there yep. too, yep. Um, with Tower of Terror and, and uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, I mean, well, and then you look at like Smuggler's Run, where it's not really a thrill ride, but it's a simulation. I mean, that's more of a simulation, but um. they would still categorize it thrill, I think. Well, it, if it's yeah. if it's um, compared compared to Hagrid's, you know, you you've done both now. I actually thought, like David, this would be their answer to that, um, right? It's they're both kind of fantastical, kind of like. Um, immersive environments that are thrill rides, not necessarily designed to be like death defying, like you're about to die, but supposed to be fun and thrilling. Right. Would you say it compares it? Is that, is that an accurate description and kind of comparison? Well, you know, cosmic rewind. I mean, you are just immersed, you know, Hagrid's, I would say the great thing that Hagrid's about me to me was it was that feeling of, so I was sitting on the bike. It was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm going this fast. And I'm just like open right here. Like I <laughs> yeah, cannot yeah. believe this. And then you have the the unexpected drop and then the the upswing, you know, the so you're back. So you're just like, your mind can't comprehend it. That was what yeah. was crazy about Hagrid's. You know, I don't know if I rode, if I rode Hagrid's again or 10 more times, if I would get that, you know, whatever. Um, Interesting. But Hagrid's, Hagrid, Hagrid's to me feels like if Pirate's, of a Caribbean was a roller coaster. I mean, maybe it's not as many animatronics, but it's like the show. It's like the classic kind of show, but a but a modern. You know, it's not a boat ride. It's a roller coaster, and that was you know again when you think about 
Cosmic Rewind. I know it's going to be more like Space Mountain. Therefore, it's going to be in the dark, which if you had animatronics, you probably wouldn't even see them fast enough. Hey, I also wanted to add this. You know, one guy that I watched, the uh, the preview guys, that the press guys that got to go in, they got to ride it multiple times, whereas the D23 and the pass holders only got to ride it once. But a lot of these people wrote it multiple times. And one guy I watched that had written it three times, one time uh, it broke down. While, he, while they were in line, they had to wait an hour. One time, the 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 music and the projections didn't work. So he just rode the roller coaster, but nothing worked. And then the third time, it, it, it where everything worked great. So I, on, on that level, I was kind of glad that they didn't do animatronics because sometimes they can break down and slow things down. I thought maybe it, maybe it was a good a good call just to go. We're gonna you know not put one more thing in here that can break down. <laughs> well, man, I'm slow thrilled. The down. I'm thrilled to hear that. Like an eight point five, that's a good solid ride. I, I grew up and I always like my favorite Disney coaster is Thunder Mountain, and that's not normal for people. But I always just felt like it was fun, right? It yeah. wasn't. It's just fun and well themed, and I just I like fun roller coasters, and and yeah. this seems like it's probably a little more thrilling than than something like that, and also fun, and that's what I loved about Hagrid. So that's why I'm so excited about this and to hear your review, man. I, I'm pumped you got to do it, and can't wait to hear the next time you do it and get to hear a different song. I actually, while I was sitting here, I looked up on Spotify all the songs in a playlist. And all the song links, if you're interested, the shortest one is Disco Inferno. Um, it's three minutes and 12 seconds. The longest one is uh, Conga by Gloria Estefan at 4.16. But everything is bet- is right about 3.30. And I'm sure like every, everybody wants to rule the world has that long outro and fades out. So like everything's about three minutes, 35 seconds, you know, kind of in that radio. So it's interesting that the ride is that long. It's as long as these songs are typically. Yeah, I I heard that they had a much longer list of songs. You know, they had to keep whittling it down. And they said, you know, the Imagineers were like, oh, I don't want to see that one go. I would love to see the original list of what they were considering. It's a good list. It's a good list, though. Yeah. A very different, a lot of a lot of variety. I thought to me the the one that seems most Peter Quill is Disco Inferno for some reason. Like the others seem like eighty songs, and I was I think of that original Guardian soundtrack as being more like late seventies, early eighties. So a lot more seventies songs, like Hooked on a Feeling and all those songs. So yeah, interesting. Well, that's super cool. Hey, got it, we, we've gone, we talked almost an hour and we haven't even touched on Disney Plus or anything else or any other Disney news, but I think that's good. I think we can wrap this up. We got a lot more to talk about, but we can save that for another episode just to kind of keep it keep it separate. You guys feel good? You got anything you want to add about to this or anything else Disney <coughs> news wise before we? All I know play? is I've got to get back. I've got to get back to Orlando because now I have a, another ride that I haven't ridden. So I've Lots between Hagrid's Velocicoaster. And this one, I just need a day to do these three these three attractions. That's what we love about Disney is there is always something new, always something in the pipeline, always something to speculate on or have an opinion about. But they're always immersing you. And I love that this not a swing and a miss. Um, almost universally um, from reviews you've read and now that John David has confirmed, this is a great attraction. Five years in the making with characters we love. It's what Disney does best, and I'm so thrilled to hear that it lives up to the expectations. Can't wait, like you, David, to to um, to experience it ourselves. And that's why we love Disney. Um, we would love to know why you love Disney. And before we leave for our 50th episode, I actually want to um, read. I thought we might start reading reviews and comments, maybe one a week. Um, would that be okay oh, with wow. you guys if we do that? Yeah. This actually comes from the website, from a blog, a blog post. We we post all of these episodes on our 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 blog um, at whyilovedisney.com. This comes from a, um, a listener named Aaron who says there are so many reasons why I love Disney. I grew up watching Disney movies because both my parents are huge Walt Disney fans. If I have to pick one absolute reason why I love Disney, it would be because Disney movies never fail to make you feel like you are the happiest person on earth, no matter how young or old you are. You can always appreciate watching a Disney movie. I think that is the reason why Disney is so popular and successful, because they are able to touch the hearts of so many generations. We thank you so much for that comment. Wow, great and would, comment. Would, 
would love it if all of you would let us know why you love Disney. You can let us know at the website, whyilovedisney.com. You can also comment on Twitter or Instagram or even in the review section of all these things go up on YouTube. You can leave a comment in YouTube comments. But man, thank you for sticking with us and listening to us for 50 episodes. Um, can't wait for 50 more. Guys, it's been a great time. Can't wait for the next one. I think we we got plenty to talk about between Doctor Strange and Moon Knight and other Disney Plus content. Are you ready for that? Let's do it. Sounds, Sounds great. great. <laughs> All right. So until then, have a great, have a great rest of the day, and we will talk to you soon. <laughs>